Hello everybody, Ben Rogers here, the Raptors Digest. Riker, the NBA playoffs are just around the quarter, uh, the corner. The first game for the Toronto Raptors playoff run starts tomorrow against the Brooklyn Nets, and we gotta break down this first round series, because the Nets, even with all of their players out, they're still a an interesting enough team to go against. Definitely more interesting than the Orlando Magic would have been. That's for sure, Ben. That would have been an absolute sleeper of a series. Mm -hmm. But the main question is, is it a foregone conclusion that this series would be a sweep? My answer is no. I think the, the Brooklyn Nets, they're competent enough. They have some skillful players that will break down. I think they, they, they have it in them, in their hearts and souls to take one game on the Raptors, but... Ben, what what are your thoughts? Is it a sweep for sure? Well, we'll go. We'll get to our predictions after, and I'll, I'll just throw it out now. I'm expecting a sweep, but I wouldn't be surprised if they get one game similar in the similar vein that the Magic got last season. But it, that's not a disrespect to the Nets roster because they have a lot of guys injured. Obviously, the main guys, Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, those are the two players everyone's talking about being out. But Spencer Dinwiddie, DeAndre Jordan, um, Torian Prince. Uh, Wilson Chandler, a lot of guys, and Jamal Crawford, we're not sure if he's going to be back or not. He'll probably probably be back, but those are a lot of rotation caliber players that just aren't going to be available for this Nets team, and they played a, I know people were real excited about the Nets, and they saw that Blazers-Nets game, and you know they, they, they still have a lot of guys that can play, and they kind of put a scare into some Raptors fans on Reddit and Twitter. You know, guys like Karis Silvert and different players will break down, but there, there's still a strong roster, even with all the guys out. But I'm not. I still would expect a sweep. But we'll we'll dive into more of an analysis to reason all that. But stuff you, out. you can't though. You can't because that's you can't look at that Portland Trailblazers game and and take anything from it and apply it to the Raptors. Mm -hmm. Besides that, the Portland Trailblazers are one of the worst statistical defensive teams in the NBA. Yep. The Raptors are one of the best defensive teams in the NBA and you can look at the regular season that game that the Raptors I, I believe it was either close they won at the buzzer or they were defeated at the buzzer Karis LeVert he had a shot similar to that game that they played against Portland recently and I think OG locked him up but it could have gone the other way Ben but I, I'm pretty sure I remember OG locking him up and that was when they had everybody that's injured on the roster they had DeAndre Jordan they had Torian Prince obviously not Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant but they've been an all point this season they've never really it's never really been shown that they're gonna play throughout you know it's they're, they're more looking to the future with those two guys but Ben I I just don't see the the offensive team the the offensive ability except for you know they're they're one dark horse in Karis LeVert yeah, well, you and I were actually at the game. We the the first ever, the only ever so far live reaction to a to a game happened there. We'll we'll link that in the comment section or in the description because that was a really fun reaction podcast. But the Toronto Raptors, they they got lit up by Karis LeVert a couple of these games, and he's the guy that's been tearing it up in the bubble. And we'll get to some other breakout players they've had. But LeVert is a guy that is a little bit worrisome, especially where he's done it against this Raptors team. Uh, this season, he's only averaging 19 points per game, uh, four rebounds, four assists, but he's a guy that can get streaky. He's a guy that can really explode on any given night, Riker. And to bring up the point where you said it could be possible they take one game off, off the Toronto Raptors, I think if Karis LeVert absolutely goes off, that's definitely a possibility. Yeah, and that that's probably the only way that they they could do it because if he puts that pressure on the the defense of the Toronto Raptors and that opens up their shooters being Joe Harris and Luau Luau Cabarro 
Garrett Temple, he's been tossing up some threes lately as well. Then they have the ability, I think, to steal one because if your team, especially in the bubble where the walls are closer, there's not as much of an issue with depth perception, you're not really going to get rallied necessarily by fans or having fans against you. I think it's very easy to get an entire team going from distance, and all it takes is really to to not have as much focus on them because you're trying to shut down Karis LeVert. But I, I go back to what I said at the beginning. Raptors are one of the best defensive teams in the NBA, and especially in that three-point defense. So I don't see Karis LeVert game after game coming in and torching the Raptors on the inside, especially when we have our big men back and Marcus All playing the way he does. I, I just don't see it any more than one game being really a fluke, Ben. Yeah, and that's the thing. The Toronto Raptors, especially this season, have been able to completely neutralize true superstars in the NBA. Guys like Giannis, guys like Embiid, guys, you know, even other wing players like LeBron James. We we struggled. We, we did keep Kawhi at bay for a stretch, but then the rest of his team kind of lit us up when we played the Clippers. But James Harden, all the top guys in the NBA, the Raptors, Nick Nurse's defense has been really good at shutting those guys down, and they sort of leave it to the rest of the roster. And obviously the Nets, with all those injuries on top of, you know, like everything that's happened with their their team. They're not the most well-rounded roster being shorthanded. And Karis LeVert, for as hot as he may get, he's not one of those superstar guys. He's not an all-star yet. He's not that caliber of player. You know, he's a 36% three-point shooter, which is solid. But he's he's not someone you have to worry about like a Giannis Antetokounmpo, like a Tatum, like one of those, those main wing defenders that we might face later on. So I'm in the same boat as you. I think the Raptors' defense will be able to lock him up with that playoff mentality. And hopefully we don't have a game like Game 1 of the Orlando Magic last year. I'd, I would love to see our first ever sweep in franchise history. But there's some other guys on the roster that are interesting to look at. One of them who I've been a big fan of is Jarrett Allen down the paint. Uh, He's averaging 11 points per game, 10 rebounds for the season. Really good shot blocker, can knock down a few threes. He's uh, he can step out behind the line, or that's a complete lie this season because he's shooting zero percent. So I'll take that off the mark. But Jared Allen's a a (laughs) solid big man. Well, we don't even need to stop our conversation about Karis LeVert because. Really, that's the game plan is they space out a little bit and they run a lot of high pick and rolls with Jared Allen and Karis LeVert. And so that's another reason you could say it plays more to the Raptors' benefit than if you're looking at or nervous about this most recent Portland Trailblazers game where if you're bringing out a guy like Nurkic or somebody who would be guarding Jared Allen, now you're really leaving the paint and the key exposed because you're not really as confident in Carmelo Anthony switching in to be the rim protector or John Collins switching in to be the rim protector. Maybe if you're playing in tandem, um, Nurkic and Hassan Whiteside, but that's just not how it went. But if you think about who's going to be guarding Karis LeVert, it's going to be one of our guards. And then hedging is going to be either Ibaka and Marcus Saul. Just way more confident at competent and well I guess also confident at the ability to to lock those up and then the rest of the team just covering um you know those helps and and to be able to be there and rotate out on three-point shooters but I agree he's he's a more of an intimidating presence on defense than offense is Jared Allen but even still I I don't see anybody else on this team being a an actual threat unless the whole team got their motor running Ben 
Yeah, Joe Harris is a guy that's kind of killed us in the past. I think he was even on the that 2014 Brooklyn Nets team that beat us in the first round, and we can get into that sort of stuff after. But the one player I do want to bring up, which could be sort of an X factor for the Nets, especially if they are looking to get one or two games off us, is Luawu Karabo. I I will be able to pronounce that properly by the end of the series, but. He, he didn't have the greatest regular season, only averaged 8 points per game, but during the bubble, he really stepped up his performances, One of, was one of the more improved players during the bubble stretch. Uh, he had a 126-point one, game, 124-point game, 120-point game, another 24-point game, and then mixed in there with 13-8-4. But if you look at those specific splits, had 19 against the Blazers, a high average during that stretch of games in the bubble return, and... You know, he's a guy that can shoot the ball, he's a longer wing, he can space the floor, and he's gotten hot for this Nets team as a guy that could sort of play off Karis LeVert. That paired with Joe Harris's shooting, do you think there's any worries on the wings about stretching out guys like Fred Van Vliet, OG Ananobi, our 2-3 and three defenders? De- definitely, Ben. I think, again, it would have to be the perfect storm. Mm-hmm. But you look at one, the Raptors do like playing down to the level of their opponent. We see these highly elevated games when they play against the top teams, with the exception of that little blip against the Boston Celtics, of (laughs) course. But they do like to play down. And I think that if the game starts out, Raptors aren't hitting their shots, Karis LeVert is on, and they need to focus on him. And then, okay, I'm going to take my go at it again, Luau Cabarro. He hits a couple shots. Uh, who else? Joe Harris hits a couple shots. I think I, I think you're hitting the nail on the head, Ben. There is the potential that they could, and they want it. I don't think that there's any debate that the Brooklyn Nets are here to play. They're not here to roll over and die despite how many guys are injured on their roster, Ben. Yeah, no, that's true. And the one player I kind of also forgot about to bring up on the wing for the Brooklyn Nets, who's also played pretty solid in the in the bubble, Meth Curry himself, Riker, Tyler Johnson can come into the games, knock down some threes. Meth Curry he comes out ready to shoot some dribble pulls. Devin Booker really got him amped up right before the bubble games and trying to beat those Blazers. But yeah, just this Tyler Johnson off the bench, even Jamal Crawford, if he comes back healthy, they do have some scores on top of all the things that you mentioned that could give the Raptors some worries off uh, off the bench. Yeah, do you th- what, what are you calling him? Meth Curry. <laughs> Meth? <laughs> Not Steph Curry. Meth Curry. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> Where did that come from? That's his nickname, man. That's what they throw around. <laughs> oh, jeez. All right. Well, we'll run with it. I, again, Ben, what do you... Th- if Okay, you're, we're using our most practical minds here, and we're trying to say uh, we're not just going to be a fan of the Raptors. We're going to look at this. Mm-hmm. Legitimately, like, could the Brooklyn Nets actually... Win a game where the Raptors are playing both good defense and regular to semi-regular offense. Right? Not even not even good. I'm saying decent for their standards. And I just, <laughs> with those two things happening, the Brooklyn Nets, they just can't win a game on the Raptors. If though if the if the Raptors are playing def- decent offense and and their regular old defense, they they would win four games in a row. But I know one of those things will slip for one game. That's my thought. Yeah, no, I'm in complete agreement with you. I think, as we brought up, there's a lot of guys that can get hot and Garrett Temple and these players on this Brooklyn Nets team, but if we're playing solid defense, we don't let them get going early, the Toronto Raptors should be able to sweep this team, and it's something the Raptors have never done before, and maybe it's a thing Nick Nurse would like to get the 
not the monkey off the back because it'd be, it's fine if we do win in five games, but it'd be nice to see a sweep, Riker, especially against the Brooklyn Nets, the team that sort of broke our hearts in 2014. They in the past they stole Vince, uh, they stole Vince Carter for pennies on the dollar in a trade. Uh, they beat us in the playoffs a bunch of times with Vince. They finessed. They took a couple a first round pick to take on Damari Carroll. I don't know. I'm just a anti Brooklyn Nets guy. I'd love to be able to have say the first sweep in Raptors history was against the Brooklyn Nets. I wouldn't hate that either. And I think that the, it's going to go more than four games. You'd hope in that Celtics 76er series. Mm-hmm. So to give the Raptors maybe a little bit of time to watch. Maybe watch live. I don't know. Actually, no. That that wouldn't happen until the second round, was it? I think you're. The you're players could go. You're on. allowed to watch. Players are allowed to watch games. Gasol watched that Grizzlies Blazers game. Uh, Demar's been out a few of the Raptors games, so I think players could go in. Yeah. So I I don't think that that would be a terrible thing. The Raptors sweep, right? There, there's an argument in the other direction, but say the Raptors sweep, they have a little bit of time to rest up. There have been some pseudo injuries or just some, you know, banging sort of bumps and grinds kind of. Uh, soreness mm-hmm. that you'd expect give the guys a little bit of time to rest and to really legitimately play plan and play make for what's likely to be the celtics in the next round yeah no for sure and that that'll be an interesting series there i guess we're, we're talking a first round preview do you think the sixers have any chance of, of beating the celtics in that one? Oh yeah yeah oh yeah definitely without Simmons. definitely ben if you were to tell me if if you were to tell me if, okay, if you just look at that roster, because obviously there's so much bias now because we know how difficult this team has to just win games. And I think a lot of it is their coaching. But because they, but you just look at their roster, and you tell me you have Al Horford, who's fin- like one of the best power forwards in the league still. You have Joel Embiid, arguably the best center in the league. You have Tobias Harris, who's been playing out of his absolute mind. And then you have a plethora of long, athletic guys that can also shoot not as not a, not the same as jimmy butler last season and of course jj reddick but shake milton's not terrible josh richardson's always played all right um mike scott always comes off the bench and uh and shoots you just look at that roster you know pretend ben simmons didn't even exist that's a good roster is it not in theory they're a good roster and i i agree with you on the al horford point and i think a lot of people will disagree with you because his box score has been trash this year but his intangibles are still there but they don't really fit especially in that front court playing al horford and joel together i don't even think they're on the court at all together at any points now in these games the the key for the sixers is essentially shake milton tobias harris guys on the wing be able to knock down threes and you know, create that space for Joel Embiid, and specifically in a Sixers, in a Celtics series, sorry, Joel Embiid's got to eat. He's got to average 30, 40 points per game. He's got to be a monster down low, not let what happened to him in the first round against the the Raptors last year happen to him again. And he won't. That's the thing. But he could. Against yeah. that Boston team, he could. Yeah. There is nobody that could match up against him. And that's the unfortunate thing about the 76ers is – yeah, they they have the talent. They just have never once shown it. They've never once played in a way that makes sense. Consistently, that you could really consider them a best team. Yeah, like for a long stretch of games, especially in the playoffs. So that would be an interesting thing. And then, I think we're both in agreement. We both rather see the Sixers in the second round than the Celtics. In terms of an easy matchup or a yeah, fun matchup. Yeah. In terms of easiness, yeah, of course, because the it's Joel Embiid. That's the guy that's going to win or lose the series for them, and. We know what Marcus All can do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so 
I'm rooting for the Sixers in that series just to just to have the easiest path, the le- path of least resistance to the Bucks in the Eastern Conference Finals. But interesting things to look at. We kind of diverted away from the Raptors Nets series, but that should be. I think the games will be fun in this one. But again, what's your final prediction? Because I've thrown it out there a couple times. I'm predicting sweep. What is your official prediction for the Raptors series? Five games. Five, four or five. Okay. Yep. I think that there's going to be a mental lapse for one game, mm-hmm. and. The Nets will take it, but five games. Five. I'm saying four. Let us know what you guys think down below. Should be. A, it's exciting to see the games back amped up. There's a lot of it. Really fun first round series. We brought up the Celtic Sixers, but the the Mavs Clippers in the West will be fun. The Blazers Lakers should be a fun one. Rockets uh, OKC. Uh, Jazz Nuggets. Just a lot of fun series. Miami T.J. Warren and uh, Jimmy Butler. The, the, that battle there with the Heat and Pacers. So lots of fun basketball coming up this week. You're the best to make this far. Check out the Twitter. Well, Instagram. Ben, let me ask you before we sign up, before okay. we sign off, yep. what what matchup are you most excited for in the West? In the West? Yeah, for the first round. My hottest take. I The the Thunder-Houston will be really fun. I want to see Westbrook healthy for that. But I think the Mavs can really – I'm not as high on the Clippers as a lot of people are. I think if Luka Doncic keeps up his level of play in the playoffs, don't be surprised if you see them make a little run at the Clippers. That's my most excited, anticipated matchup in the Western Conference. What about you? Yeah, it's not too hot. That's not too hot of a take, but the issue is uh, they haven't proven themselves to close games, mm-hmm. even though they've been the best scoring duo in the bubble. Kristaps and Perzingis, or <laughs> that's the same guy, Perzingis <laughs> and Doncic. <laughs> They haven't been able to close games. Like they've had leads that they've blown consistently, and then their defense. Same same story as the Portland. They're just defense. So if if the Clippers can turn it on, and this is this is maybe the hotter take. I don't think the Clippers will be able to turn it on. Yeah. Even though they have all that talent on the team, I think they might struggle to to really bring it home. But and who's going to yeah, guard Kristaps? I, I agree. They don't have any like really big guys. Zubac isn't going to be able to stay out with them. Uh, Harold's too small. I don't know. I'm I, I'm confident. But Kristaps is weak. He doesn't go down low. He'll go down low, but he doesn't play down low. But he can shoot low. over people, you know what I mean? Yeah, that's true. And he's been shooting really well. Yep. So, but, yeah. No, I, I like that series. I'm, I'm most excited for the, the Rockets series, so I, I think that they're going to go to the finals, but I say that every year. So The Rockets going to the finals? <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. I d- definitely. All right. I, l- that, this is this, Not a doubt in my mind. This is the time to throw it out here, too, before the playoff starts. What's your uh, What's your NBA finals prediction right now? Just before the playoffs. Uh, Raptor, R- Raptors, Rockets, uh, Raptors in seven. Raptors, Rockets, Raptors in seven. Jeez. I'm, I'm definitely coming to agree with you on the Raptors coming out of the East. If I had to if I had to bet money, I'm saying the Lakers probably coming out of the West. I'm rooting for the Mavs, though. I'm a, I'm a Mavs guy. I like the Mavs coming out there. But the Rockets would be a team I'd like to see, too. But let us know down below the comment section below. Lots of playoff action coming up. We just talked about that for the last seven minutes. But what's your prediction on the Raptors series? What's your prediction on the NBA playoffs? What's your most anticipated series? Lots to talk about in the comment section below. You're the best to make this far. Check out the Twitter, the Instagram, all the cool stuff. Any last words, Riker? Is that Ben? Cheers.